0: Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is me, Steffi Cohen and Hayden Bo. And today we have the pleasure of sitting down with Jake Boswick. I don't know why I say it like that.
1: You don't pronounce the T.
2: Boswick. Jake, you pronounce the T. Yeah, Boswick. I say yeah. Boswick. A lot of people do. Yo, Yeah. Uh, we'll go back to another country. No, go on. My cousin plays like football, like so back in mm-hmm. the UK. I remember one time I was watching Antelly, and they were calling him Michael Bozik. His <laughs> name's obviously Boswick, but they're calling him Bozick. Like B-O-Z-I-C. That's definitely Some incorrect. Some people just don't even try, like huh? Like I What the fuck am I hearing, bro? <laughs> okay, right, sh- you're running.
0: interrupting my intro. <laughs> so, <go.
2: laughs>
0: uh, Jake is a professional boxer. He fights in the Bare Knuckle League, and it's an absolute animal. His next fight is May 21st. You guys don't want to miss it. Make sure that you follow him at Jake Boswick. No, at Brutal Boswick. That is it. I was gonna say .com, but there's no .com on Instagram. <laughs> so today we talk about the highly controversial fight between Jake Paul and Ben Askren. Um, we ask Jake for his opinions as a professional boxer. We discuss the legitimacy of Jake Paul's wins and who he's gonna fight next, and what the direction of celebrity boxing is gonna be. So. Interesting talk, interesting conversation. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Did we talk about anything else? Did I miss something?
1: Um, no. Oh, I guess like no. Well, we talked about that. nutrition and some of the struggles in like weight restricted sports.
2: Mm-hmm. It's about moving on a fat.
1: <laughs> all that good stuff, but we can't give it all away. They gotta gotta listen to the episode to find out for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: As always, remember to tag at Hybrid Unlimited for a chance to win some free Hybrid Legacy swag. Tag us with this episode and something that you learned about it or something that you enjoyed or liked. So tag us at Hybrid Unlimited for a chance to be entered to win.
1: This episode is brought to you by Stay Classy Meats. Stay Classy Meats curates quality specialty meat from small batch ranchers and processors across the Northern Rockies. Check them out at stayclassymeats.com and use code HYBRID in all caps to get 10% off this podcast episode is also brought to you by beam beam is committed to producing high quality natural innovative wellness products trusted by some of the world's top professional athletes beam creates products to support four main categories balance performance recovery and sleep these products are combined of both cbd and non-cbd ingredients by tapping into how we function biologically, CBD can work to regulate pain, mood, appetite, anxiety, and inflammation. As a hybrid unlimited listener, you get 15% off your order with code HYBRID in all caps. So check them out. That's BEAM and use code HYBRID in all caps for 15% off. Jake Paul, huh?
0: <laughs> thoughts?
1: Well, okay. I, have a, I, I mean, I have many thoughts on this. All right, go on. So should we fill in the listeners in case they haven't been following along with what's been going on?
0: But who hasn't been following along with what's going on?
1: There's, I know there's going to be someone sitting at home who's like... Living under a rug? Maybe. but Whose who's name just... is Patrick? <laughs> okay. I, well, I think we should just set it up.
0: Okay. Let's set All it up.
1: Right? So okay, we have Jake Paul, YouTube star. If you don't know him, look him up. Most people agree. Pretty punchable guy. Um, basically... Him and his brother Logan Paul built this like YouTube empire. They've both gotten into boxing. They've both been working pretty hard at it for like three years at this point. And they've started competing in it in a way that is sort of unique. They, I guess they sort of started with a celebrity boxing route. Um, who was the first guy he fought? Jake Paul.
2: I can't remember. There was, it was another
1: YouTube guy though, right?
2: It was a YouTuber. And then, the, yeah. It was the, KSI.
1: KSI. And then won, then fought Nate Robinson, who's NBA Hall of Famer, knocked him out. And then fought Ben Askren, who's, uh, you know, like a Hall of Fame MMA guy, but just not good at striking particularly. I I guess it technically wasn't a knockout, but it was, they called the fight. But I think it kind of could have gone either way. Yeah. So anyways, people basically keep tuning in to see this guy. Lose <laughs> and he doesn't hasn't lost yet and he What's up for debate is whether or not he's actually a good boxer, right? so I Think where the argument is at now after this last fight because a lot of people thought Ben Askren was gonna beat him even though he wasn't uh, like a good boxer and I guess the Argument there was like fight IQ, right?
0: I don't think it's the argument is whether or not he's a good boxer, but rather the legitimacy of his accomplishments, you know, cause like you can argue who was the first guy he fought? Like what were his, his, what was he? An the MMA person? F- no, the first guy, the he first fought? guy,
1: KSI. He was a YouTube guy. Just another YouTube guy.
0: Okay. So he started with a YouTube guy and then an MMA guy. Uh,
1: no, Then an NBA player, The an
0: NBA player. And then an MMA guy. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So fights. Mm-hmm. Okay. So technically or technically speaking, he's kind of moving up in Difficulty in rankings, right? Yeah. And what they're saying is, okay, for his next fight, he should fight a legitimate boxer for a true test, right? Right. So it's so everybody can agree that the guy knows how to box. He looks great in the ring.
1: I, I yeah, I think for how experienced he is. It wasn't Jake. It was this guy. Oh, oh, okay. So it wasn't KSI. It was another guy whose name I can't pronounce and some gib anyway Anyway. (laughs) but uh yeah i think that i mean they're trying people are trying to say that he that he sucks but he doesn't i think it's he's proven now at least at this point that if you're saying he needs to fight a legitimate boxer next then you're saying he's at least earned that right like he's good enough to go and fight a legitimate boxer right so i think he's proven a, a point in that sense um, But then again Like my bo- knowledge of boxing Is obviously l- like limited Relative to somebody Yeah like okay Jake.
0: let's get the professional opinion so, shall
1: we Yeah I mean you're a guy who's been in the ring With him you've sparred yep. with him a number of times So what's it what My views think?
2: on uh, Jake Paul honestly um, <clears throat> Obviously Nobody really sees too too much Of what he gets up to behind closed doors You know other than him being a character You know being loud and being Jake Paul um, But when it, when it when it come to, I got a call up about doing some work with him, some sparring. Because, um, yeah, obviously, the fight coming up with Ben Askren, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, cool. I went down and done some work with him. And I was super impressed with my first, my first while with him. we done, like, three rounds. with. There was another guy there that had done a few rounds. Um, and he gave me some <coughs> solid work, mate. Real solid work. Um, I was really impressed.
0: What were like, some of the things that stood out to you from you that, that first to me, experience? Like, hey,
2: gauging his range. Um, you know, I hit him with some clean, beautiful shots. And it didn't phase him. It didn't get nervous or back up like a you know, like a civilian kind of would. Like he was game as hell, super focused. Nothing really like phased him, you know, even press him around the ring or whatever, like it didn't matter. Um, yeah, he's range well, we use his jab very well. You no, know, he punches hard, you know, the dude's an athlete. Like he's training twice a day, you put in that kind of work with, you know, professionals and like a solid team, you're gonna become something. And the end of the day, um, Yeah, man, he put the work in and uh, I say, yeah, we had some great rounds. You know, I I went and sparring him maybe four or five times, six times or so. And um, yeah, the sparring rounds got, obviously not say more difficult, but like both obviously, both working towards fights right now, like myself, and he was obviously getting prepared. So like our sparring got a little bit more intense and we do more rounds. And um, yeah, man, like I told everyone, I had a few interviews over, you know, over Jake Paul about it. And I told everybody, I was like, yo, like ben Askren cannot box, whether he's got a history in wrestling and he's, you know, the man, whatever. Boxing's boxing. It's its own thing. You know, you could be the best runner ever and then you're going to try and jump in the pool and swim some lumps. It's not the same, you know. So um, to go f- from Ben Askren having that MMA kind of background, then to try and come into boxing and use just his hands. Against somebody who's just working that, yeah. Uh, like I told everybody, he was gonna not bend out within a round or two. I said two max. Honestly, I really, I really did believe so. He, you
0: know. Well, was um from sparring him, what's what's Jake's biggest weakness? You think?
2: His biggest weakness. Yeah. Good one. That's a, it's interesting. Um, I think just lack of um experience. You know, I think that just goes down to him putting in the work and working his way at the rankings, like fighting other YouTubers, and then like built his way up to now fighting, you know, professional athletes. Mm-hmm. Now Ben Askren's still a professional athlete, however you wanna say it or see it, yeah, the dude can't really box, but a lot of people did still think that he was gonna beat Jake. And, um, you know, clearly didn't. <laughs> you know, he banged him and that was that. So, um, I forgot where we was going with that. Air oh, weakness. Weaknesses. So yeah, I, I just feel, um, nah, like his hands are crisp, like his hands got crisper, you know, maybe dropping his hands a little bit inspiring. sparring, but like we all do that, it's just part and parcel. Um, yeah, I just think experience, the end of the day, like he's putting in rounds and rounds of sparring. So there he's gonna be sharpening up, finding his range, feeling that kind of fight cardio, You know, cause it's super different to like sprinting or just punching a bag. When you're sparring, it's a whole nother level. Like you got to think so much more, you're getting hit, you know, you're trying to throw shots back. So I think with him, I think it's just, lack of experience right now and he's just gonna continue doing what he's doing. The dude's twenty four. Mm-hmm. and dude's a kid, like, you know, and he's got so much behind him to make him great. And the coaches and stuff behind him are like on him, you know, like no drinking, no this, no that, you know, they're really military as far as I was aware from what I saw. Um and he's got a solid team behind him and like no, I think he's um I think he's gonna do really well. I really do. I think he's got a future in it. But yeah, weaknesses man, I just I just think he's he's still new to the game and, and that's all.
0: Do you think that uh do you think that this whole influencer boxing thing is is I guess positive f- for the sport of boxing? More positive or more negative?
2: Um and why in a lot of eyes it can be positive and a lot of eyes it can be negative. Um What
0: what is it for you?
2: For me. Mm, I don't know that's a tricky one.
1: I feel like that. it can't hurt you guys. I, I th- think i think
0: that like i don't
2: really see it like negative no i don't i don't see it as a negative thing i, I see it as like let's discuss i think that like yeah. i i heard it compared
1: to like this whereas like you can take a tesla and you can take a ferrari and they're both cars but they're, com- they're completely different like an electric car is its own category and that's fine it can be that it doesn't have to be one or the other They can both exist and be independently successful. Mm -hmm. Just the same way as bare knuckle can. And so can, you know, WBC and UFC. They're all just like slightly different things. And it's like if people people vote with their money. Right. So it's like if -hmm. people want to see their favorite celebrities like Duke it out out, and and some of them are actually willing to take it seriously and like put in the work and Mm -hmm. put like put in a good performance. Like, I think that's cool.
2: Yeah, it's positive. positive <clears throat>
1: Especially yeah. where there's like that kind of carrot on the stick for everybody of like, will they cross over into, mm-hmm. you know, like mainstream boxing uh, or, some, or something like, like bare knuckle? Like, yep. I think it just, it creates all of these new conversations around boxing that, that wasn't there before. Yep, and I no feel I like agree. the sport needed
2: a facelift. It's is, is like a whole other angle, you know, because boxing is its own thing, obviously. And, um, you know. It's corrupt in its own way, the same as anything, mm. you know. Um, but the fact that, you know, pretty much got his own event and his own thing going, and it's, it was a show, mm-hmm. you know, the whole event was more of a show than like, you know, a boxing night, a night of solid boxing. You know, there was more, obviously, yeah, people on there that um, weren't great boxers and they're just battling it out, you know. Um, yeah, it was a, I, I see it as like a positive, I don't really see it as a negative. The other day, is another, it's another angle to look at it, you know. Um, yeah i think i just think it's um yeah i think the whole show and the show itself was interesting yeah super interesting just different i
1: like like to compare the two events that i've seen from Triller. i thought um the tyson one that they did was a better overall like pay-per-view event Mm -hmm. like i i wish there was just more fighting in this one i felt like i was watching a concert kind of with uh, some fighting thrown in, whereas uh, the Tyson event there was like a there's a Lots lot yeah. there's a lot of fights more fights less and uh, with like
2: less music
1: yeah and music is fine you know but yeah. it's like the Super Bowl has a halftime show it doesn't yeah, have cool. four quarters of songs and then one quarter of or yeah. one like, you know like yeah, one time. round of of play but um, I yeah, think it's, it's
0: super interesting the whole celebrity boxing thing like just thinking about it myself from a spectator standpoint it is. It, to me, it, it is interesting to think about, oh, what? How would this fight go if X person fights Y person, right? The authority whole thing. Is it going to be a great fight? Probably not. I don't know. You know, most mm-hmm. likely it'll be a, a quick fight or maybe slightly uneventful, slow. Who knows? But I still want like I'm still 100 percent going to tune in. And I'm curious to see how it's going to go. Same as the uh, Josh Bridges versus uh, who's he fighting? Is there another CrossFitter now? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I like. I'm curious to see how, especially when one athlete crosses over from one sport to the other. I'm curious to see, you know, oh, how would a uh, how would a CrossFitter with some training look like in a ring? Right. Like what? What? How is he gonna use his existing skills? How is he gonna transfer that into boxing? And how quickly is he able to uh, apply what he's learning? There's, to a fight.
1: There's also endless niches to go into too. Like, for example, if you look at some of the what some of the top fitness videos are on YouTube, they're like powerlifter versus crossfitter versus bodybuilder in like something. And now you can do that in like combat, combat yeah, sports. Yeah, I
0: always tell you that like people are fascinated when they see one athlete trying something else. Yeah, like that crossover. Yeah, that crossover, that cross promotion, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it between yeah. sports. People love that. Anytime I've done a video with power Magnus push, try, or, or, or power. rock climbing or powerlifter tries a backflip, gymnastics, whatever it is, people love seeing that because it is interesting to see how the skills from one sport transfer into another yeah. and what that would look like. So I think if we look at it as its own kind of event, its own thing, yeah. it's fine, right? It's not, it's not your traditional boxing match. It's supposed to have a higher entertainment value. That's why there was. I agree with you that there was a lo- a little bit too much singing, for yeah, my it taste. Was lot, <laughs> it was too much.
2: It was a lovely concert. It was, yeah, yeah,
0: it was too much. But you know, there has to be a certain a certain level a certain amount of entertainment injected into the event. I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, the one thing I'm curious about is like, what's the level of liability of some of these federations like? like if you're just taking people like if you're just going to put together fights that people want to see that are going to be big draws like you also have to remember you can you can get hurt you can die right
0: No you probably you a sign a release liability waiver sign, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah for every, sure you
1: do but fight, like what right. happens if George Clooney goes in the ring takes one to the dome and dies like celebrity boxing is done right I
0: don't You know. know what
1: I mean like you can't like there's a there's a risk element there where it's like you want to give people the fights they want to see but you you don't, you don't really want to see a celebrity Getting really hurt like that
2: And there's certain celebrities that yeah It's like, like I trained my whole life to fight You know Like I'm like kind of made for this And when you do get uh-huh. someone who's not really made for that And they're taking like big punches to the face And things like that or whatever You're not really You know you don't know how that's going to be They might have brain issues They might have you know sure. some physical or health issues Down the line that they don't know about Because they've mm. never really been punched in the head So there's true that could be you know a downer at some point yeah and people take not. that lightly course, being, you know,
0: jake scared. i have a question for you i want to i want you to answer it honestly okay oh, uh, does it make you slightly um does it piss you off slightly how much money those events make for people who are just getting into boxing and how much money they can make in those events versus like you being a boxer for your entire life and and not being compensated that much
2: <clears throat> um in some ways, yes, but in some ways, no. Because these people that are making this money have earned their aren't their place to be able to get paid that kind of money. Whether I've put yeah, blood, sweat, tears, oh my god, into fighting, and you know, I've been hurt and injured and broken many bones and made a couple grand, like if that. My my debut, I made a hundred bucks. Yeah. And you could head stomp. You could jump on their head. Oh it, was my a, it was an God. open guard rule If you was uh, one metre Or one yard One metre away from the cage The referee would shout Open guard And you could jump And stump on the head I was oh, 16 sense. And I got paid 100 bucks So <laughs> that just that just goes to show you When someone's making <laughs> Half a million You know It's like uh, It's a little bit different You know um, But yeah now Sometimes yes But at the same time He's a brand And he's branded himself Very well And he sells that You know At the end of the day So like I'm not going to be pissed off at that or like what the fuck because you've earned that really you know yeah. you have got your profile you have got you know you are your brand and people want to see your brand do whatever it's going to do and that's that yeah so you know in some ways yeah in some ways no like i can see it in both in in two ways
0: he goes to show the importance of personal branding in today's day and age with social media and just how many doors and opportunities that can open when you when you develop your own personal brand and, and stop relying on organizations or outside people to build you up. You got to build yourself up. You got to build your own name up in your own personal brand because that's what's driving. It's, it's, it's been the main driver for entertainment nowadays. Like people want to see people who they almost like connect on a more personal level through social media. Those mm-hmm. are the people that people are interested in kind of following along their journey.
1: Yeah, I think there's two types of personas that do really well. I think the first one is the the one that people can identify with because they see themselves in a person. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's why people love the rags to riches story of like the grind and all that stuff. Like you get that type of people. Uh, and then you also get the just like larger than life personalities like a McGregor, you know, or right. uh, who's another one? i don't know, like a brock lesnar just a, well he's kind of just a heel but, but still, you know just whatever just like big name, like it, big name yeah. people um or canelo or mayweather you know but um yeah i mean personal branding is such such an important thing like a, a, in in fight sports that's literally what sells fights right because mm-hmm. how much you get paid is dependent on how many pay-per-views you're gonna sell or how many who uh, wants to see you fight yeah who wants to see you personally yeah. so it's like you better you better be interesting. Yeah.
0: Right. What, what's What's interesting to me is that I think a lot of people acknowledge that. A lot of athletes acknowledge that. But not a lot of them are willing to put in the amount of time and effort and thought that goes into developing one's personal brand. Oh, uh, that's hard. Like, you can be an interesting person. It's very difficult.
1: And, all, and still not know how to show yourself as interesting online, right? Yeah. Like creating content is, is difficult.
0: It is, it is because I think the way people see it and I I include you, Jake, like people see it as like something that's going to take away from your focus as an athlete or your boxing, you know, instead of looking at as a a part of your job. Mm -hmm. It is part of your job because Mm -hmm. that's essentially what's going to help you land bigger deals, open more doors, get more opportunity. So it's like, Instead of seeing that as a hindrance or as a or as a, an inconvenience, it's just part of your job as a boxer. Now mm-hmm. it's to build your own personal brand, because mm-hmm. otherwise, like, how are you going to land sponsorships? Why? Because you're a good boxer. Nobody gives a fuck. There's so many good boxers out there. But what differentiates you from everybody else?
2: Yep. Uh, right. And you have you, drilled that into my head enough. And yeah. being around you guys and and seeing you know, understanding the branding side of things like. It's a big eye opener. Man,
0: I mean, I'm I'm living proof of that. You know how much money there is in powerlifting? Absolutely zero. The biggest powerlifting competition that there is pays 20K to one person. 20K to one guy and 20K to one girl. The rest, they get a congratulations and a pat on the back.
2: And it costs them money to be training and be there. Uh, uh, (laughs) Oh,
0: my gosh. It costs so much money, like the food and the training and and just the beating that your body's taking, lifting so much so often. And you get absolutely nothing. But so I guess the point I'm trying to make is the fact that I was able to monetize in a a sport that nobody gives a shit about is it says it all.
2: Yeah, it does. You know, it does. So you can
1: do it in anything you see like Olympic sport athletes that they just need like that little bit of attention. They go to, you know, in some random sport that we're not super familiar with, but then they get eyeballs on them for the first time. Super cool personality, and they leverage like a whole social media thing off of that and build a career. But. Goes a um, show, self branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have super to. Super important. But I think, back to the Jake Paul, cause I think that is uh, interesting. Cause someone said to me, I was like, I'm, I kind of I predicted that he was going to knock Ben Askren out as many people did and then was still somehow shocked when it happened yeah, like everybody I, you know mm-hmm. I was like yeah he's probably going to knock him out just looking at it objectively And when he happened
2: I'm like oh my god like he really yeah. did it i it. Lovely straight but, right you know his range is great you know yeah he banged me out right hand a few times in sparring. and you know I banged him with some right hands. <laughs> so, yeah yeah dude yeah dude's telling me mate. like I said the other day and he's super young he's gonna and do well I well, think he can go far what my buddy said was he's like yeah but like it's a,
1: it's a guy who doesn't have to deal with any financial stress he has no obligations other than what he commits himself to he has all the time in the world he has access to whatever coaches he wants all the best coaches yeah, live around him mate you he's know? Got an army with him 24-7 break. yeah Another so it's like to. of course if you're able to provide yourself the, that environment like you're gonna get better
0: do 100%. they all live together?
1: I don't know. That'd be
0: cool. Kind of like entourage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Or like that. What's the TikTok thing? The Hype House.
0: There's a Hype House?
1: Yeah. Uh, So apparently what like it I think it's like a manager or or a producer. He he basically rents this giant mansion and all the top these top like young influencers like a generation below us. He sticks them in there and then they just are around each other 24 seven to constantly, like, collaborate and create, uh, you know, content.
0: No oh, shit. That's all they do.
1: Oh, and it's just, like, a little content incubator. And they all, you know, are already blown up on uh, TikTok. And they just keep doing better and better because of the environment. <clears throat> Bro, crazy.
0: TikTok. Oh, I got to get on it yeah, more.
1: Too. You're kind of on it.
0: No. I, I can't remember last time I posted.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've just reposted, like, Instagram content. But it's... Uh, You've still got, like, how many followers on there?
0: Like, 23K or something like that.
1: 23? Yeah. I think I just took my name so somebody else uh, couldn't. But I haven't done anything on it. Do you have it? Jake? What, TikTok? I yeah. think
0: Jake would be really good on TikTok.
2: Yeah, especially when I do my old dance moves and that. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, not
0: the dance moves. What? No, I've seen those. Those are not that great.
2: <laughs> you yeah, know, but I look like an absolute mug from London trying to do I can
0: see. I can see Jake doing, like... um. <laughs> like those, uh rar. What was that one? Like the. Oh, what? <laughs> you know which one I'm talking yeah, about? Exactly the one you're talking and about. What was it?
1: The ones where uh, it's basically there's just like it's like a bunch of pretty boys trying to do this thing that looks sexy.
2: <laughs> uh, what the? <laughs> they they
1: what is, it just it basically at some point in this like song or like thing it makes a rar sound and then I just can't look at. The guys' faces when they do the raw. But good. I feel
0: like Jake could do it with a lot of confidence. You know what I mean?
2: Well, you need the confidence. Exactly. To, like to, I couldn't keep a straight
0: that. face to do that.
2: I need to say this though. Yeah,
1: yeah we'll I'm gonna. You. I'm gonna show you. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Stay Classy Meats. Stay Classy Meats curates quality specialty meat from small batch ranchers and processors across the Northern Rockies. They are an athlete focused meat company. Uh, always, never, ever, no hormones, no antibiotics. They source from ranchers who are for the animals to free-range graze in low-stress environments on nutrient-rich regenerative grass. Montana is known for having very productive farmland, and the nutrient-rich grass consumed by the animals is passed on to us. They cater to athletes who require the best quality products to put in their bodies. Nutrition is the base of our existence. The better the quality of the inputs, the less stressed out our bodies will be, and the more efficient they will run. Quality, convenience, Small batch that stay classy meats. Check them out at stayclassymeats.com and use code HYBRID in all caps to get 10% off. This podcast episode is also brought to you by Beam. Beam is committed to producing high quality, natural, innovative wellness products trusted by some of the world's top professional athletes. Beam creates products to support four main categories balance, performance, recovery, and sleep. These products are combined of both CBD and non-CBD ingredients. By tapping into how we function biologically, CBD can work to regulate pain, mood, appetite, anxiety, and inflammation. As a hybrid unlimited listener, you get 15% off your order with code HYBRID in all caps. So check them out. That's BEAM and use code HYBRID in all caps for 15% off.
2: i got to see what level we want to if I can bang out this raw.
1: Yeah, but uh, dude it seems like TikTok has all these different um, like categories like you can opt out of the dancing stuff yeah, yeah, yeah for sure like different
2: angles with, with TikTok yeah you know, and the audience is so big and what's interesting is
1: they pay you per view mm-hmm. when, once you're over 10k followers yeah which is like you know it's kind of like Instagram YouTube. started paying too
0: what? yeah on IGTV
1: on IGTV yeah for uh, what do you know what the pay structure is? no it's it's a certain amount per view if you have more than uh a certain number of followers, same as TikTok. I don't know IGTV payouts. I'm looking it up.
0: Jake, are so you fighting May twenty first? I am. Oh my god! I'm so excited. Yo, I'm am I, am I allowed to be in your corner?
2: You can I be in my corner? Yeah. Could arrange it. Sick. Got you, bro. Sick. Be in my bu- bucket. Bucket. Well, I say bucket way, bucket go Bucket boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's um no, it's gonna be uh gonna be awesome. Yeah. Still waiting to uh, obviously confirm and post and talk about it. But yeah, maybe What well, what
0: confirmation I mean. are you waiting for?
2: Um there's no like posters or anything of actually, you know, me finding Julian Lane and actually being spoken about. It's been spoken about but not spoken about. So actually. who's Julian Lane? Julian Lane, um,
0: you guys got any beef? Uh
2: not really. We we had a little bit of uh, Instagram beef, um bit of back and forth action, you know, words. Nothing too crazy, and I bumped into him at, uh, a couple events ago, a Bare Knuckle event in uh, Tampa. Uh, I think it was in Tampa. I was there, no. Yeah, it was, yeah. That one, right? it was in Tampa, and um, yeah, I thought you know I was gonna see him and thought we was gonna have a, you know a bit of a swearing or a little bit of beef and, and stuff, but it was nothing like that. He was super friendly. He was like ah! he come up to me, and then. Um, do you like, oh, wish was there would have been more beef? Um, honestly, no. Like I don't care for that shit. I'm just there to do my job. You know, like the end of the day, he's a character, you know, he's got a ball dead, he's got you know, tattoos all over him, like he thugs it out and you know, he wants a brawl. And I'm happy with that, whether we're smiling or not smiling, like if he's there cussing my mum or not. You it find that distracting? Matter. It's not that I find it distracting, it's just like it's just not necessary. Mm. Like I'm I've never really been one to like really post and like talk shit and like mm. try and hype up a fight like that. Like, yo, me and you are gonna go toe to toe. People are going to want to see me bang. People going to want to see him bang. Like, uh-huh. you know, and he's famous for the old let me bang, bro. Let me bang. You know, he was in the old fighter house, you know, he got a little bit upset about something. I can't remember the situation, um, but yeah, and uh, he likes to trade off and he's had, you know, there's a decent amount of uh, bare knuckle fights and he has a, a, some, a bunch of experience and you fought in the uh, yeah, UFC fighter house. I don't actually know. I think you might have competed in the UFC itself. Um, And then yeah man I just That's just such a great matchup Especially at 175 You know
0: What makes it such a good matchup?
2: Just his style And my style And Two balls Ramming in the middle It's just action You know
1: I saw Last night actually uh, A video of one of his fights Okay That was a Pretty good
2: War We're like Was it uh, with Thiago Alves? You know Was it the fight with Thiago?
1: No It was um, A dude black hair Kind of Hispanic looking Did he knock him out? Uh no, uh he, the other guy knocked yeah, Julian out. out. Yeah, yeah. but the, knocked it, his uh, mouthpiece
2: out, right? I know. I think I know yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, but, yeah. And there was it was a good, good back for and it.
1: forth though. Like one good guy got knocked down, then the other guy got knocked down. Back, mm-hmm. back, back. So I could see why it'd be being entertaining when yeah, you're yeah, especially you know,
2: to. Being this, you know. Yeah, boy, yeah. Just gonna get the front of them hands. I'm super excited. I'm really excited. Yeah, May twenty-first is gonna be popping off. For what sure. do you
1: what do you feel like like? Leading up to a fight, because I always thought it was interesting, uh, talking with or not talking with, but listening to Tyson talk about it. Okay. How like, the farther out from the fight is, the more scared he is of the opponent, and then the closer that he gets to the fight, he's like, you know, he's just like, I don't know if it's because he's building the confidence and he's
2: convincing himself. Or yeah. Like walk training, us through. Walk us through like you know?
0: mentally what goes on in your head.
2: Um, far out from the fight, I'm less nervous, personally. Um, if I'm out of shape or whatever, you know, it's whatever, you know, you get back in the gym, start training, you're doing whatever, I don't know. And then, um, yeah, you, for me, like the closer I get to the fight, the more excited I get, you know, I do get excited, but I do also get nervous. And it really goes down to like, you know, what makes a big difference in how you feel is like, how my training's been and how my sparring's been, if I'm working around injuries and stuff. So if my sparring's been good and I feel sharp, and I'm like, yeah, man, I feel good. You know, you've had a few bad spas or whatever, and you've got shit going on in your life or whatever, No you know, little distractions and things, you know, can throw you off. But right now I'm very level-headed. I'm, I'm, I'm in a very good place. My weight's good. My training's good. I'm feeling good. Not really any injuries, just general stuff. You know, normal problems. Um, but yeah, close to the fight. For me, it's all about making weight. You know, it's never the fight itself. Yeah, okay, fight days, still get nervous, you know about to go to war in front of you know thousands of people. But um yeah, the the, the lead up for me is um for me is the wake up. It's always been the wake up, you know, so always had an eating issue, grown up and always been big and always cutting and always big and always cutting and I've had some bad weight cuts in my time. So, you know, I've scarred myself a little bit to know. So mm-hmm. I'm super tight right now <laughs> to make sure I don't mess with myself.
0: What <laughs> um what's your struggle with food?
2: Um honestly just addiction to sweet stuff. Like my teeth are messed up from the amount of sweets and chocolates and stuff I've been over, over over my uh over my years. Um I don't know what it is either and I've been doing that since I was young, young, young. I'd you know, get prepared for a fight, I'd have a fight, I'd have the fight, weigh in, cool, I can eat whatever. And I'd always do that. And then, you know, after a fight I've had times, I remember this one time I competed, I weighed in at one eighty five. I walked in probably at like two oh five yeah i probably walked in about 205 and i'll probably say within a week i was like 220 225 maybe within a week wow it's a know. big rebound from 185 to 225 yeah I, I put on i can easily put on that like 20 pounds in a week like no problem know, mm-hmm. bad food and obviously there's food in my stomach also but water retention the <laughs> other for sure um but yeah I, I really don't know what it is just I don't know, I was going to see hypnotists about it. I was going to speak to, speak to loads, loads of people about it. You know, it's just legit, just an addiction. Um, Yeah, it's got a mad sweet tooth and I'm getting way better about it and understanding that, you know, I'm an athlete and I need to be a professional and I've got to be in shape 365 days a year. It's just like, it's changing the way I'm trying to think about things and, and whatever. My go-to if I'm sad or I'm down or whatever, I just go back to food. You know, it's always my... um. Yeah, Latin wheat, it's, it's a lot more common of a
1: thing than people are willing to talk about a hundred percent for sure Because I mean m- I think most I can't speak for outside of the North America But most Americans in general just seek comfort in food. Mm-hmm. It's like the source of of Every good family time you have yep. it's around food like it's so programmed into culture now mm-hmm. It's like of course you're feeling shitty. You want to go eat something that tastes good, you know uh, and then also being involved with weight restricted sports since you were, you know, super young. Yep. I mean, we deal deal with it in weightlifting, and I, I think everybody, to a certain extent, wrestlers, weightlifters,
2: you know, Bar-lifter. you gotta diet, you gotta Bar-lifter. diet, you gotta get this weight down, you gotta get this For weight sure. down. Yeah. As soon as you, as soon as you're not restricted anymore, you just go crazy. And you, you when know? it's like, oh, okay, I can have a break, bruh,
0: yeah.
2: yo, <laughs> that just, I don't want to hear them words. It's like, okay, have my fight, okay, maybe a week off, you know, okay, a few little cheats here and there, of course, but. Bro, like I can't be smashing like a family-sized pack of Oreos every single night with McDonald's because I can easily do that. (laughs) I'll put bro, I'll put thousands of calories in, like in once again.
1: Dude, I've had powerlifting meets where after weigh-ins. I've just been lying there at night, so uncomfortable from From how much food food I've had (laughs) that I can't even sleep, and I'm just like, I have no idea how I'm gonna like bend over and pick up a barbell tomorrow.
2: tomorrow, some uh, somehow it always, I always come through, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. I've, I've had like, some bad ones for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like I've done the same thing with for fighting, wading, whatever. And this is like back in the day. I didn't really know too much about like nutrition or like certain things to hydrate on and to load up on. Yo, I've got off a scale after cutting. other Like I think I can't remember what I've done. I think I must have done about eighteen, nineteen pounds. Um, I drank some water and stuff, and the first thing I ate was, um I don't know if you have it, I don't think you have it, it's called malt loaf, And it's like a thick bread, like I'm talking like doughy, yeah. Mm. I remember one time <laughs> I ate this, and I had like the worst stomach ache, and the worst digestion, and the worst like stomach acid. I was trying to make myself sick afterwards and everything, trying to get it out of me. And then trying to eat on top of that. Oh my God, I went to a pharmacy, I'm like yo, you got anything for digestion, it's gonna help with this and that. Like, so Oh like terrible. By the next day obviously trying to eat on top of that, it was I think it was super high in fat, you know, so obviously I slowed everything down. Obviously you don't do fat after a weighing. Of course not. You know, you put the proteins in or whatever, just carbs and water and salt. But um yeah, I'd smashing this bread. Fat, dense bread. Oh my god. The next day, <laughs> fight day, I've got like stomach acid, like build up and I'm fighting and I'm uncomfortable. Horrible. You know, and then obviously over years, you know, I've weighed in so what happened 40? for that fight? I won. You won. I, I actually, um, I think it was that fight. Yes, I was. Uh, I dropped low kicks and I, I popped his knee out oh. in, in the first round. It was pretty cool. It was quick. It was a quick fight, so I was happy with the outcome, of course. Um, but yeah, horrible feeling. I couldn't imagine if it went like three rounds. I'm getting punched in the gut and stuff, Ooh, and like Jesus. working through all that cardio and like being actually. You no, know, the fight was literally a couple minutes. So just jabbed and for a few low kicks and I popped his knee out. But yeah, um, never again after that. Never ate more loaf after I'm <laughs> <laughs> Bro, crazy. But then obviously, yeah, learned, you know, I've waited in 40-year times. So I've had, yeah, I remember, I'll tell you what, I even remember I was talking about food. I remember my, uh, I think it was like my third or fourth fight. And I was working, training with this guy or whatever. We went and weighed in and the first thing I had straight after I had, a, I think I had a Red Bull, a peanut butter and jam sandwich. We went to McDonald's and I had 20 nuggets after a weigh-in as a professional Oof. athlete, or fighter or whatever, when I was like young, young, young. And it's like, <gasps> how much I've grown from that to this, you know, it just oh, shows. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, they. Yeah, I've learned from that. I know not to do that, you yeah. know. Crazy.
0: Jake, I've been, not, I mean, not working with you in nutrition, but I've been, you know, just sharing with you some of my experience and my knowledge on nutrition. What are, what's something that like has stuck with you that has changed the way that you like just view food and that has helped you kind of a little bit because it's a process yeah, but that right. ha- yeah has helped you kind of overcome that
2: um understanding macros and numbers that will go in and understanding food as fuel rather than a necessity like i don't live to eat like i want to eat to live you know in mm-hmm. that kind of aspect and i think something that you said one time was um, about being in shape for sixty-five days a year Like, you've never not got abs. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I've I've never had abs like this or been this amount in shape this far out from a fight. I Mm normally look like this, like fight week. Mm -hmm. So the fact that, you know, uh, being way more consistent um, with, you know, understanding my macros, amount of carbs, proteins, working my carbs around my training Mm -hmm. and fats on my more off days or whatever. um, Yeah, I think you've drilled into my head about the macros and not um, like depending on food as like another... An outlet, another outlet. Like you you mentioned, about reading and like get on this and do that and like yo that really changed me. You know, like I've got a book in my in my gym bag and times I'll have that in my car, be chilling doing nothing and I'll sit and read it for ten minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's just things like that that have really have impacted me and made me see a bit more, especially how successful you guys are and what you know you've done for your brand and how smart you guys are. Like I'm not on your level when it comes to that sort of stuff. So like the fact that me just reading and just working on my brain health and things like that. Um, and when it comes to the food, just the macros and understanding when and when to put it in, and not thinking about Oreos.
0: Yeah, that you that know. makes such a difference. Because I um I used to struggle with that a lot as well when I was my first year of of uh, college. I had like awful binge eating disorder. I would eat until you know I was sick. I would eat until I was so full. But because I was so health conscious, it would only be with healthy foods, which which time. was both. Good and bad. I mean, good because oh
1: you probably had a little ninja turtle, dude. Belly, uh, ab belly.
0: Yeah, like it was. <laughs> it was. I. I was so bloated what at all. What sort of stuff t- would you eat? Dude, the most bizarre things like a whole eggplant, or like <laughs> a whole butternut squash.
2: What'd you do Like Put it in the oven or something?
0: Yeah, I put it in the oven. Like, cut it like really thin and make like eggplant chips. Yeah, yeah. And like have it with. Uh, I would make my own homemade tsatsiki sauce with. uh uh, fat-free Greek yogurt yep. and uh, what's that? Parsley and garlic and salt and a little bit of sugar.
2: Sounds pretty fire.
0: Yeah, it was really good, but man, I would have a full <laughs> eggplant to myself.
2: Yeah, and you're only tiny, so i
0: Yeah, and and <laughs> that was not the only thing I would have. Then I would have like I don't know, I'm fucking half a jar of peanut butter or like peanut butter
2: the worst. Right? Uh, peanut butter, man. It's so easy, just one tiny little spoon, it's like 100 calories. Yeah.
1: Oh, and it's, it's really very easy to like justify the next
2: one. Yeah. Like, oh, I've had four. One more won't it's be that. Just a few more bits of fat. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Next thing you know, the jar is gone. Yeah. And then it goes from that to like a cookie butter, like biscoffee spread.
0: No, I don't like that. What? Yeah. Crunchy biscoffee spread? I've never, oh, I've never tried crunchy. crunchy, I've only tried creamy. The
2: smooth is what? bro interesting but
0: i don't it's listen. you know what association. listen listen uh, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the association i have with biscotti like tasting cookies is when if i think about Biscoff? what did i say biscotti
1: <laughs> you thinking of uh nicole from chesty
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so when i think about that flavor i think about being in an airplane sweaty as fuck, mm. like <laughs>
2: <laughs> they give you a little packet. Of tea yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so that's the association I have oh, with that's that. That's
1: the high part of my flight experience. It's the best shit. Yeah, are I'm you like, kidding me? Yes, I'm so thirsty.
0: <laughs> I'm so thirsty, and then I have that, and it's literally as if my entire saliva goes away with that cookie.
1: That's fair. They definitely dry out your What's mouth. What's up with that? I don't know. It's like that. Um, it's, it's like doing the cinnamon challenge.
0: They probably yeah, do nice. that on purpose so that you have to buy drinks.
2: But they give you them on the plane. Oh, plan. each other yeah. free yeah, no, nah, honestly, the crunchy one. I'll give it a shot. I promise you, it's a game changer. It's really different. Like the smooth. Okay. I I'll, I'll give it a one. shot. I'll give, I'll a shot. give it a shot. Okay, hold a,
0: on. Back to my story.
2: Back to your story. Back to me. Eating eggplants. Eggplants.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> her, when I for, when I first started dating you, her friends were telling me because, uh, the uh, like one of the first like the first week we were together, she was trying to like. Not seem super uptight, but yeah. she was still in this mindset of eating like just super super clean. And uh, I was this was like when I F Y M was all if the If it rage. fits your macros, if it fits your macros, okay. It was like people were eating like Pop Tarts for all of their carbs, but like it fits, so whatever. It's like like a, you know what I mean? So we we go to this gym and they order a bunch of donuts, and Steph's like you know trying to just trying like to be, cool, be you part know. of the group. Love she donuts. Takes the bite, she's chewing it. And then sprints. She realizes, I guess, partway through, she can't do it. Sprints over to a garbage can and just <laughs> spits Yo. it all out. I'm like, what are you doing, man? And I just can't. I just can't. You were
2: I can't.
0: Like, it was just like, I couldn't do it, you Miss know? It. it was not good for
2: me. So, back to that. And, and you, you, you couldn't physically, you I like couldn't physically. I couldn't physically. right? So, I've done that many times when, like, cut in. I'm like, oh, I really want to eat. I'll get a fat spoonful of peanut butter, put it in my mouth, chew the hell out of it. And spit it in the bin. And just have the flavour in my mouth and That's be like, that, uh, I used to do that. too I used to do that. Yeah. And yeah, it, me it too. really helps. Like it no. Does, it does, it does. It does. I, I used to, to do, do weird, that. Like, oh, and I just spit it back out. I'm like, okay. And I've got the taste of peanut butter in my mouth, I'm like, oh, alright.
1: It's Like, even just chewing gum help, uh, helps Get me if I'm gum. cutting, just having a little bit of flavor. I yeah. love Matt Vincent calls it mouth pleasure. <laughs> He's like, because that's really all it is, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're not eating it for any other reason pleasure than your mouth. Yeah, than mouth <laughs> <The pleasure>.
2: mouth. <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> and you're it gets yes, extra wet so. and it gets extra moist <laughs> in your mouth. So <laughs> technically, it is. Isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. that is nice. Okay, anyway, so back to my eggplant story. So, <laughs> I was really obsessed with food. Like, I remember. I remember calling my sister and my mom one time and I was like, man, I just cannot I have a problem. Like I cannot stop thinking about food. And my mom thought I was just like making it up about like how much I was suffering just to get like a pity party. My sister, because she also suffered from anorexia and bulimia when she was younger, she understood that I actually had an, a, serious. Like that's I a had an thing. actual eating disorder. And um that's when I hired Lane Norton from BioLane. So that this was my first experience ever hiring a coach i was paying this guy 450 bucks a month to coach me because he was very specific with, with very selective with who's who he coached and he was he he was pretty much the only one in the game and the best one the best nutrition yeah coach. very well respected yeah him and uh alan aragon and uh, lyle mcdonald uh-huh. were like the three the three go-to guys and, and mysterious john hollywood and mysterious john hollywood and he was the one that kind of introduced me to the whole macros thing and and, and, and taught me. And it's interesting because I was in school for exercise science and I had taken a bunch of nutrition classes, but they were so focused on good versus bad foods. There was no... So outdated. So outdated. Mm. And um, yeah, that was kind of the first time that I was introduced to macros, counting, weighing my food, understanding energy balance, understanding how much I need to eat because we tend to... Get into this really like bad habit of comparing our energy or calorie intake to other people's. So it's like, oh wait, what do you mean this guy can eat? I don't know, four thousand calories a day and look ripped. Like why can't I? Well, okay, let's start with the fact that you are a hundred pound, hundred and twenty pound female. Obviously, your nutrition requirements are not going to be the same as yours. Mm-hmm. Also, you are a boxer. You train six hours a day. I am a recreation. I used to be a recreational Olympic weightlifter. I'm training an hour a day. Obviously, my caloric requirements are not going to be as high as yours. Well, but there's we, also
1: just physiological reasons. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah.
0: I said yeah, weight and, and well, uh, like even
1: two guys, exact same weight, exact t- same activity level, exact same height might have completely different energy. Different yeah, different
2: absolutely. Might what about with fat, She might work back with, with carbs yeah. Like, yeah. and absolutely. everyone really is different.
0: Absolutely. So not comparing yourself to others to what other people are doing and just accepting that your body just works differently than than other people's. And then from there, you know, understanding flexible dieting better and understanding that you don't have to restrict yourself of the foods that you like. That's huge. You know, I remember, so one time we went to a gas station and uh, Jake grabbed a, a protein bar, like a gross one. It wasn't even like one that would taste really good. Uh-huh. And I'm like, why would you grab that one? And he's like, oh you know or why would you grab that he's like oh i want something sweet and this has protein And i was like why don't you grab something that actually tastes good like a snickers bar or a Hers- hershey's bar and then grab a protein shake literally for the equivalent amount of calories an yeah, equivalent amount of actually satisfies you. yeah, yeah and an equivalent amount of of carbs fo- uh, proteins and fats you mm. you get something <laughs> that actually satisfies your cravings
2: yeah you've drilled that into my head right? as well, and understanding that balance yeah for sure
0: yeah, so, not being
2: so restricted. I think that's a trap. A lot of people get into yeah.
1: where they're like, oh, I'll take the slightly less good thing and then they just end up eating way more of it because they're chasing that like
0: pleasure feeling, yep.
1: that mouth pleasure that only <laughs> the most delicious things can give you. And yeah. You yeah. never get it if yeah. you're going to do the substitute.
0: Yeah, and it, it all depends. It all depends on like what you're craving at the moment, because you can either be craving volume, you know, so you're craving something that is is low pleasure high ca- Wait, what? Low what was calorie, it? Hold on. Pleasure. What was the ratio that I always used to say? The uh, pleasure and calorie ratio. Explanation. Well, high
1: calories, high pleasure.
0: High calorie, high pleasure. But low, low volume. but low volume. No, no, no. Uh, I'll get back to you guys.
1: <laughs> but I mean, your options are generally something low that's super high volume that's not as delicious. Or something that, and
2: it's not as calorie dense as something. the
0: enjoyment to calorie ratio okay. is what I discovered. Okay. Enjoyment to calorie ratio.
2: Okay, explain.
0: Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> so something with a high enjoyment to low calorie ratio for me would be, uh, say, Greek yogurt with Splenda or some sort of sweetener and some berries and maybe like a tablespoon of peanut butter. Okay. That's high enjoyment low calorie.
1: Okay. And the alternative?
0: High enjoy I know. I'll get back to it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Come on, bro. I thought you were supposed to be smart, I dude. Dog. just got
0: <laughs> off I am feeling slightly hungry and like slightly blood, low blood sugar. You know that, that hun- feeling? That hunger brain? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I feel you. Um I'm going to save you then. Okay, save me. Jake Paul's next fight. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Who do you who do you guys want to see him fight? Like, what's one you'd be like? Oh shit! I'll, I'll tell you what. For that.
2: I'll tell you what I have seen. obviously, in and this call out, which I actually think is an interesting matchup, and I kind of would like to see it. Is um, he called out uh, Nick Diaz? Um, oh right. I think that makes an interesting matchup because Nick Diaz can box. You know, he's, yeah. he's got decent hands. Um, I still think Jake Paul gives him gives him a good run for his money, mate. You think those guys yeah. are hard to knock out though. They are those very hard Diaz to knock brothers. out. But bruh, like I think I think Jake Paul gives him good work. Honestly. Real, yeah. real solid work. Yeah. That could be a good one. Yeah. I think that, you know, because I you know, I've seen names all the time and everyone's talking shit, obviously, and you know, everyone's calling out everyone and whatever. But that fight for me with Nick and his background and you know. He's got his own little hype train. You know what I'm saying? I think oh, yeah. that makes for a very interesting scrap.
1: Yeah, they have a little cult following. Well, not little, pretty big cult following the yeah. Diaz brothers. Yeah. You know, obviously Nate would get involved. I'm sure yeah, he'd be in his corner. that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, that's
2: a good shot. And that's definitely something I'll pay for, you know? I think yeah. that makes for a very interesting matchup. But people
0: are going to complain because...
2: Hold
1: on, you are not, nowhere
2: near the mic.
0: People are going to still complain because he's not a boxer boxer. No, 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 no chance.
1: You can't be eating goldfish in the mic, dude. Because <laughs> you're insane.
2: Yes, I'm not I agree with you saying as a boxer, but when it goes from like uh like Nick Diaz and then like Ben Askren, like Nick Diaz is gonna 100%, one hundred percent one million percent on paper give a way better fight. Yeah. And it's a way better matchup, you know? Ben Askren cannot box. Like I'm like again, I'm not here to talk shit, but wow man, like he he just he can't box and I I and I sparred with Jake one time and I was like there's no way he's gonna get for that fight. Also, I think that
1: it's a way better fight in terms of entertainment value. Yep. For him to fight an MMA fighter who is very well known who and has decent boxing mm-hmm. than just a no name, yep. decent boxer. And, and the
2: tough kids. The the Diaz they're tough, like you said, they're, yeah. they're hard to put out. You know, like so yeah. I think that makes for an interesting matchup. Yeah, and good payday for the pair of them. So, why not (laughs) make it happen? Yeah, and you
1: got the two sides. You kind of got like the real street thug, like Diaz Diaz, guys. Yes, exactly. The the squeaky clean, you know, pretty boy YouTuber. Yeah, that would be a good
2: one. I think it's interesting. I do. I I do like that as a as a matchup
1: You see, Woodley is really pushing for to try to get a fight with him, but I think Woodley it it would just kill him. No, Um, who's Woodley? Tyrone Woodley. Ah. He Uh, was in Askren's corner uh, And he just had He used to be like Such a force in the UFC And then he had He's had a few tough losses mm -hmm. So I
2: think he actually got released By the UFC But Mm -hmm. But Jake Paul is like Way bigger than him Is he? Yeah Uh, Like I think um, I remember when I was at um, Years ago American Top Team I was with um, I just even just standing Talking to Woodley Like He's not He's not a big dude you know, he's, he's quite a small, like quite a smallish, you know, short guy, you know, short frame. He's not like super big, um and like Jake's like tall and he's long and he's rangy, like, and he uses range very well. And against against a smaller guy as well, like Tyrone, like yeah, tyrone's for sure I'll give him some work. I'm not saying that he'll beat him or not beat him, but again, that could be interesting. You know? Maybe in that, who knows? Damn, who knows? Um, but yeah. Self-branding is a big deal.
1: Yeah, man. And uh, in the interest of not ruining our brand, I think we should probably call it before Steffi crinkles our audience away with those goldfish. I golden cheddar fish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right. Yo, you uh, remember that one time when we gave a seminar and I almost passed out? Yeah. Yo, this happened to me a few times in my life. This is one of them. Maybe like this is like the third time that happens in my life where like, my brain just feels like mush and I can't get the words that I want out. And it's like the, the feeling of like blo- we'll low like blood sugar and brain. Fa- no, <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. But remember, so I was giving a seminar and I'm like, hey, how are you guys? Thank you guys for coming. My name's Steph, you know, which we are going to be talking about and legit went blank. And I felt like just I was going to pass out and I was like, sorry, guys, like I need to I need to, I need to step aside for one second. And I had to go outside and like have a banana or something because I legit forgot what I was gonna say. Like, I had no idea.
2: After the banana, you sweet. Yeah. Do oh. you mean just a sugar thing? No. Just a sugar thing. Yeah. <laughs> you're so ridiculous. Okay. All right.
0: All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. See yeah. you guys next time. Bye.
2: Bye. Peace.